Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, yeah? So you voted and we listened. Over 50% of you guys voted for this episode over on our Learn English with TV series YouTube channel. So today we'll be talking about how to give compliments in English. Now in complimenting people, that means praising them in some way. It's not just the words that you say that are important, but also the tone. So we'll be talking about this in today's podcast episode, along with a variety of sentence structures that you can use to give compliments. Also, if you want to learn how to respond to a compliment, then head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english for that exclusive mini lesson as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. Aww, yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and fantastic way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, buffing up your CV, or even trying on the new outfit you just bought. So I'm joined here in the virtual Barcelona studio, as always, by the lovely Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? It's going well, thank you. I'm I'm really good today. How about you? I am doing well as well. I had a crazy dream last night that made me think of you, and that just popped in my head for some reason, but I was meeting oh. the queen. <laughs> Maybe it was time for me to get my knighthood, you know. <laughs> wow, no way. That's so random. It was quite random, especially since I haven't been watching or like reading anything related to it, but must have been in the back of my mind. And how was it? Uh, I don't re- I remember it being quite odd because it was like just way too casual. But I remember uh, one of the first things that was quite funny was that uh, I said something like, excuse me. And she got like really offended. I was like, oh, I mean, pardon. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. So that's kind of a maybe a good segue into today's topic, because if you do meet the queen, then you might want to know how to give her a compliment in the right way. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you have to think about how you need to address her. <laughs> <laughs> you look very lovely today, your majesty. Yes, your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we get into that, we have a shout out for a very special app user and listener out there. So today's shout out goes to Saori Ito and they say, this app is fantastic to learn English with the whole world. I could have many good conversations instantly. It's really great to learn how to start a conversation in English too. Also, I can study with the podcast without getting lost. There is a transcription. This is the best ever. I highly recommend it to all English learners. You must try it. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic review. Sauri, thanks so much for taking the time to share your experience. They were saying that it's really great to learn how to start a conversation in English. And another thing you might want to do, maybe, is to compliment the person that you're speaking to, like saying how great their English is, or maybe you really liked the shirt that they're wearing or some piece of jewelry or whatever the case is. And 
maybe you want to comment on that and it can kind of generate some conversation, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. So today's podcast is going to help you as well when you're having conversations using the app. Or anywhere else that you might be having a conversation. So if you want to learn more about the app, you can download it for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store by searching for Real Life English. And just like Sowery said, it's really great because you get English practice. You get to actually practice your speaking anytime, anywhere at the press of a button. And of course, if you want to take your learning to the next level with these podcasts, then you have tons of podcast episodes with a full transcript for free. It's interactive too, so it follows along with the audio. And you have the most important vocabulary defined for you there so you don't miss a thing. And if you have a good experience there and you want us to shout you out just like we have Sowery today, then it's really simple. Just head to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and leave a five-star review for the app. And the great thing about this is that you're helping other people from around the world also discover it, take their English to the next level, and have a lot of fun learning with us. So that said, before we get into today's main topic about complimenting people, which you might want to do on the app, we have a burning question from one of our listeners. Yes, so today's burning question comes from Sangeeta, and she actually sent in her audio, so we're going to listen to it now. Hello, Antia. So this is Sangeeta here, and uh, good morning to you, because this is morning here in my place. I'm from India. So my question is, what is the difference between should have, should have been, and could have, could have been? Can you please explain the difference? Actually... I'm a little bit confused about it. So that's why, really, I want you to explain this point for me. Thank you. Okay, so first of all, thank you, Sangeeta, for sending in your question. Now, should, would, could, might, all of these words are modal verbs, which add meaning to the main verb in a sentence, and they express possibility, ability, permission, and various other things as well. So for example, you might hear, you should go to bed early so that you can get a good night's sleep. So it's like giving some sort of advice here and saying that it's something you should do. We're not just saying go to bed early. We're saying you should go to bed early. So it's adding extra meaning to the main clause of the sentence. Right. And then when we add have, so she asked about could have or should have, we're just, that's just making it into a past modal. So when we say you should go to bed early, you're talking like in the present tense, you're talking about something, a, a general recommendation for people. You should go to bed early or you should download the app if you want to speak English. But when you add, when you add have, you're kind of reflecting about something that happened in the past and maybe giving a recommendation about how something could have been done differently. So for example, if your friend is telling you that they just moved and it was a really difficult time for them because they had to do it by themselves, you can say, you should have called me to help you. I, I wasn't doing anything that they, you should have called me to help you. And notice there that you still need like another verb. So it, the main verb there is called. And so Sangeeta asked about then should have been, could have been. And in that case, we're just using be as the verb there. So it's it's conjugated in the perfect tense, right? So it becomes, um, instead of saying should have called, it's should have been. Maybe you're in a work meeting or something and someone shares an idea that was something that uh, we didn't use in the past. You could, you could say, oh, that could have been a good idea. 
Maybe we should have done that instead. Yeah. Or for example, if you're on holiday and you're staying in a hotel, maybe you might come back to your room and it hasn't been cleaned. And you could say the room should have been cleaned, maybe if you are complaining about it. So it's it's something that didn't happen that you would have liked to happen. So it really has the same meaning. It just depends on the the structure of the sentence and kind of what you're referring to. Right. So we hope that's been helpful, Sangeeta, and to the rest of you, dear listeners. Grammar, things like this can be very tricky. So if you want us to do a lesson on modals, we haven't actually done that yet, I believe, on our Real Life English channel. But let us know and we can make a video about this. Also, we love the fact that you guys are helping us to determine the next podcast episodes. So we have another poll for you over on our Instagram today. So if you would like to vote, you can cast your vote by heading over to our Instagram at reallife.english and whichever one is the winner will be the next podcast that we record for you. Fantastic. And that's a really great collocation that you use there to cast your vote. So you can just say to vote, right? But for some reason, we'll say to cast your vote. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes it, it like emphasizes it a bit more, doesn't it? Like go and cast your vote. It just makes it sound more important. Exactly. Uh, we do that a lot for like an election or something. Mm. Cast your votes. All right. So now we're going to get into today's main topic, all about how to compliment people. Hey there, Real Lifer. Have you downloaded the Real Life English app yet? On the app, Andrea and I will guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and even speak English in the real world. So how do we do this? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast and Beyond Borders talk show, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency. Plus, check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and so much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the Real Life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by going to www.reallifeglobal.com slash app. That's A-P-P. Or simply search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Ah, yeah. So before we get into the examples and kind of expressions you can use and sentence structures, it's important maybe to talk a little bit about some tips when giving compliments. So it's really important that when you're complimenting someone, you are sincere because 
It can be quite easy to see when maybe someone is just trying to butter you up, maybe, you know, trying to make you feel good, or maybe they have a hidden agenda and they they want something in return. So they're like complimenting you in a fake way. So you really want to do this in a sincere way. Yeah. There's a couple of things I'll have you explain there. So uh, first of all, what does it mean to butter someone up? Yeah, so it just means that you are making them feel good, like you're complimenting them, but it's probably not so, maybe it's sincere, but maybe it's not. You just kind of want them to feel good or maybe want them to feel good about you so that they do something for you in return. Right. We might say, I believe you told me this is more of an American expression, but we might say like to brown know someone, mm. like you might do this to your boss or to your teacher which is basically what you were saying with a hidden agenda. So basically you want something, but you're trying to do it in a sort of subversive, sort of hidden way so that they don't know. But usually you can see right through that. You know, if there's like a, at work, there's a new position opening up and you really want to get a promotion and you're just buttering up or just brown nosing your boss so that they'll like you, people can usually tell what you're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you also want to be specific with your compliment because, again, if it's wishy-washy, I'm going to go all out today with the expressions, (laughs) if it's a bit wishy-washy, again, like it doesn't feel real when you're receiving a compliment that's not very specific. You kind of think, oh, they're just, maybe they're trying to be nice, but they don't really know what to say. Mm -hmm. Like, you look well. Have you been working out? Yeah. And maybe you look really rough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and you haven't had a good night's sleep or you're super tired and you're like, how are you saying that I look good? I have not been working out. I haven't even had good sleep. What is this person saying? (laughs) Exactly. So I think that that goes into also being sincere and being specific. So you might want to say like, I don't know, that's a great vest. Where did you buy it? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, of course, if someone does look like they're in good shape and they've been working out, that is a really good example of some a specific one um but then yeah making sure that it's sincere yeah i suppose in that case too the tone gets to be really important like we were saying Mm. in the intro because it could come across as a compliment but it could also come across as flirtatious if you maybe said it in the wrong way Mm, that's true yeah so again as we go through the examples we're going to talk about maybe which one's you might say to a specific gender because we want to be as neutral as possible, but there are some scenarios where maybe a guy doesn't compliment another guy in a way that they would compliment a girl and so on and things like that. So your tone is definitely important because you can either come across as really insincere or you can come across as maybe a bit condescending or you can come across as, yeah, flirty, like you said. Yeah. No one wants to be, I mean, there's a lot of situations where you can get yourself into a pickle if you are coming across as flirty instead of just being, uh, complimenting someone Sincerely. It's actually just reminded me of the Friends episode where um, I think Monica and Chandler want to tell her parents. I think it might be Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) They want to tell her parents that they're together and like Chandler is trying too hard. So he says to (laughs) Monica's mom, oh, I love your, I love your top. It's so tight. (laughs) And she's like, what the hell? Maybe he's like on the drugs again or something, you know, Um, which is really funny because you wouldn't compliment someone on wearing a tight top because then you're implying that it's making that area of their body look really good or (laughs) 
Yeah. Especially to right. your your friend or your girlfriend's mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good for your compliment to be spontaneous because again, like for it to be sincere. If it's spontaneous, it's going to be sincere because maybe you've thought of it, maybe you're having a conversation and then you want to compliment the person on something and that way it's spontaneous so it feels more genuine. Mm, right. Yeah. I, I tend to be quite apprehensive to compliment, but I think it's it's something that I've tried to cultivate more to spontaneously when I, something pops in my head, like, um, you know, to tell someone oh, that's a nice necklace that you're wearing, or that's a really cool shirt that you've got on. Like, where did you buy it? So so like when these things pop in your head, it can be good just to say them because you get that spontaneity that makes it come across as being more genuine, like Andrea said. And in general, I mean, people, we spend so much energy, right? When we're thinking about like buying a necklace or buying an earring or buying a shirt, buying new shoes, because we want people to, we want, um, we're doing that because we want our appearance to reflect in a certain way to other people. And obviously when you compliment people in that genuine and spontaneous way, then it makes them feel really good because they're like, um, that energy was well spent. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously we tend to compliment people a lot on their appearance, but there are many other ways that, or many other things that you can compliment people for. You can compliment them for their cooking, for their personality, for their performance, maybe either at work or an achievement that they have, that they've made. So it's to show praise and admiration for people. Right. Uh, I think too, just going back to what we were saying about the the kind of sincere, specific, spontaneous, all those things at work, this can be really great because um, maybe if you're like a manager, this can be a really great way to build more rapport with your direct reports, which would be the people who work under you. Uh, and it can also help to kind of guide people in what they're doing well so they can do more of it. But if it's too general, like say someone just gave a presentation and you said just great presentation. It's not, it's, it's too general. It's too vague mm. because it's like, okay, but you know, what was great about it? You're not giving them any indications of what they can continue doing. But if you say great presentation, I really like how you were, I don't know. I really like how you were really concise on explaining this one point or, um, this graphic that you used on that, on that one slide really helped me to understand your argument or whatever the case is. If you're very specific about those kind of things, then that helps them to have a direct guide of like what they should be doing more of or what they can continue to do next time. It's true. That's really important. And those were some really good examples of like professional, like being in the workplace and stuff. And it's the same, like, you know, if you're with friends or something and you say to someone, oh, you look nice. Again, it's not very specific, is it? It's kind of feels a bit empty, so mm -hmm. yeah, your, your tone, all these things, just remember to be sincere, specific and spontaneous with your compliments and you can't go wrong. Yeah. And I think as a bonus here, the same goes for if you're giving someone feedback, you're telling them something constructive because, you know, again, it's, if it's not specific enough, if it's not actual like sincere, then it can come across in the wrong way. And giving feedback is super important, especially in the workplace. But also, you know, if you're a good friend, you don't want to let your friends, uh, in a sense, make a fool of themselves in some way. So you might want to point out something that they need to improve or something you noticed. So that's obviously another podcast that we could definitely do. But I think that this advice applies directly to if you are telling someone something that they can improve at, or you're wanting to give them a piece of feedback. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, so now we're going to go through some sort of different collocations, expressions that you can use to compliment people. Now, this can be a really good ace in your pocket, which means that it can be a good tool to have because maybe you want to compliment someone, but you don't have the right words for it. So hopefully we'll give you the right words today to be able to compliment someone in any sort of situation. All right, Andrea, what's the first type of compliment that you could give someone? Yeah, so the one that you probably hear the most is when people start their sentence with I like or I love. So this can be used to compliment a variety of things. It can be used to compliment the way that someone looks. Um, It could be used to compliment maybe a possession of theirs or an aspect of their life as well. So we can start looking at some examples. Like you might say to someone, I love your new haircut. So if if you see someone that you haven't seen for a little while and maybe something has changed in their appearance, like you can compliment them in this way. I'm sure they'd be really happy. Yeah. Especially because again, it's like, um, Again, it goes back to just that people put a lot of effort into these kind of things, you know, like deciding on a new look, deciding on a new haircut or whatever the case is. So it can be really nice to actually show that um, that you that you like it. You know, people always love to hear that kind of thing. Yeah. And also going back to being sincere, like maybe if you don't love it, you don't want <laughs> to just say, I love your new haircut for the sake of it. Because again, depending on your tone, maybe if you're saying it in a way where... They can see your face as well and your facial expression, like you're looking at them a bit weird or you're laughing or something and you're like, oh, I love your new haircut. Then that's <laughs> going to come across as like really just insincere and fake. Or sarcastic even. Yeah, quite rude. Right. And um, I think too, th- there's always like other things you can add on like, wow, I love your new haircut, you know, um, that can kind of just help to build on that enthusiasm and stuff. And then of course the body language is super important because, you know, if you're just stonewalling or something, like if your face is just straight or something, Mm. or you're kind of smirking, which is kind of like maybe you're just smiling at the corner of your mouth, which can seem sarcastic or insincere compared to like, if you're excited about it, you're showing enthusiasm, then it will come across as being more sincere. And if it's not something that you feel like Andrea said, you might just be better off not saying anything. Exactly. Yeah. And there are add-ons that you can add after you've complimented, you might want to ask them a question. So you might say to someone, oh, I really like your earrings. Where did you get them? Or where did you get them from? Because maybe you love them so much, you want to buy them too. Or if you visit a friend's house, you could say, oh, I love your sofa. It's so comfortable. Where is it from? And, you know, that's showing that it's genuine as well. If you're really interested to find Mm. out where it's from and maybe you're looking for a new sofa, you can get some ideas. Yeah. You could also just build on a little bit by adding some specificity, as we were saying before. So, for example, if you go over to your friend's house and they've done some really nice decorating on their terrace, then you could say, oh, I love your terrace. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of actually using an adjective there to kind of show, you know, to kind of build on what you love about it or just to make it a little bit more descriptive in a sense. Yeah. Um, It's important to note as well, probably here that maybe I, I think it's quite unusual. You can help me here, but I think it's quite unusual for guys to compliment each other on their appearance. I think maybe they would focus more on their possessions or their achievements. Would you agree like that it's unusual for, you know, a guy to go up to another guy and say, oh, you look really good, man. You look handsome or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that might be 
less common to come across. And of course, I think you always just want to observe and be aware, you know, if you're, if you're going to, depending where you're going to, like in different cultures, this could change. So if you could just kind of be aware of what are other people of your gender doing and whatnot, or the group of people you hang out with, like, do they compliment each other on these kind of things? But, um, but yeah, I, I would agree that at least like, I think in like English speaking cultures, it's much less common for guys to compliment each other in that way. But that's not to say that we wouldn't compliment each other. Like you could do the thing, like if you're, if you've noticed like your friend, um, I think it depends too on the relationship you have with the person. But if you've noticed like a friend maybe does look a lot more buff, which means they look more muscular, you could say, oh, wow, you like, you look, um, you look so great. Have you been working out or something like that? And I think that if you're saying it in the genuine way, right, it's, there's no problem with that. And that person probably will appreciate it because again, it's like if they are going to the gym and stuff, that's really hard work and stuff. So they'll appreciate that you've noticed it. Yeah. Especially if it's a friend, like if it's someone that you already have an established relationship with, then you'd probably comment on, on something like that, but not if you're just meeting for the first time. Right. Right. And also, um, as you said, with the relationship, like that might not be something you would say, for example, to your boss. Of course, you could have maybe a warmer relationship with your boss, and that could be appropriate. But in most cases, I think that in a professional setting, you're probably not going to tell mm. someone, you know, that they're looking really buff, they're looking really shredded, which means that they look really strong. Uh, and I think also for a man to compliment a woman, usually is completely appropriate, like with a friend, um, maybe even with someone that you're interested in. But again, in the workplace, it can come across really the wrong way, especially because we have a culture of... Um, Nowadays in the US, I believe in the UK, probably the same. We have like a lot of sensitivity now with like sexual harassment. Mm. So you might just want to, of course, observe what other people do, but be a little bit careful on like, you know, what you're complimenting. Yeah, definitely. So maybe people would, maybe guys more specifically, I mean, girls would too, but guys to guys, you could say, oh, I really like your watch. Or is that a new watch? Where did you get it from? Totally. Or cars. That's another mm-hmm. really popular one, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's an awesome car, uh, which is, I, I'm not sure if that's more American, you could tell me, but we might say a lot of times instead of like, I like, or I love, we might use like the word cool. We use the word cool a lot in American English or some alternative, which I just said like awesome or nice. We'll use that a lot. So instead of saying, oh, I really like your watch, you might just say like nice watch. Mm. And then like we were talking about before, you could say something like, oh, it's so modern or it's such a cool design or um, or a question like, you know, where did you get it or what brand is it? Mm. Uh, and yeah, you could also say something like, you know, cool shoes. I think like guys will compliment each other maybe on shoes because there's yeah. there's kind of like a culture of that, isn't there? Yeah, like trainers as well or sneakers. Sneaker heads, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like something, maybe a jacket as well that's quite cool or trendy, definitely. Or maybe like people, I think especially since COVID, people have gotten really into crafts, <laughs> like woodworking or pottery or things like that. So maybe you see something, uh, you see some really cool bowl in your friend's house and you might say, oh, that's an awesome bowl. Did you make it? Which kind of, one of the things I love about these kind of compliments is that they can just kind of like lead into a whole conversation. So again, like if you were, for example, speaking to someone on our app, that could be a good icebreaker potentially. You know, like if you notice someone's earrings, uh, you'd probably be seeing someone from the shoulders or chest up, right? So you might see someone's earrings or maybe something in their background, like a you see like a bowl or something like that that's really interesting. And you could compliment it and that might lead you just to a conversation. So I know for me, those kind of things are useful because I'm introverted and everything. And that kind of small talk can be kind of 
awkward for me sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Just keeping these things in mind as well can really be helpful in those moments. Totally. All right. So we've talked about that you can say, I like, I love, or you can even just use words like cool, nice, awesome. There any other words you might use like that in British English? No, probably like maybe we'd use awesome a little bit less, um, but definitely yeah, like nice, cool. Yeah. Don't you say like lovely? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely dress or lovely dress. Um, lovely earrings. Yeah, probably. We do love that word. There's <laughs> <laughs> no slang, is there? Like, a, I'm trying to think. A, sick, of my, maybe. My British slang. Like, sick. Yeah. That, that could be American too. That sounds yeah. to me a bit more like uh, 90s though. Yeah, probably. We're showing our <laughs> age. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our Real Life Native Immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles, or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it, and we're here to help. And the best part is, you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. All right, so let's move on to other types of collocations that you can use. Yeah, so you can use this or that, and then a noun phrase, and then is, looks, plus an adjective. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously that probably just hearing that, it's a bit confusing what that actually looks like. So let's give them some examples. So you could say... A bit similar to what we looked at before, but you could say, for example, if it's based on appearance, you could say, that dress looks beautiful. It's so colorful if you wanted to add something. If you're talking about food, you could say, this cake is so delicious. And you might want to ask, can I have the recipe? I think I asked you that time, Ethan, when you made that delicious chocolate (laughs) cake. (laughs) Could have been, could have been. Yeah. I get compliments a lot on my baking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had my birthday and we got this, uh, we got a cake from a bakery, like this incredible chocolate place. But then the cake, like that, for for me, I don't really like like the cakes that they make in, in Spain. I'm not sure how you feel about them, but they're kind of like spongy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I tend to prefer to just make the cakes because I don't like those like spongy cakes. I think in the US, I like our, our moist really delicious cakes. Mm -hmm. So I tend to have a lot of people ask me that here since they're not used to those kind of cakes. Yeah, I agree. Like there are some really great bakeries where you can find the cakes that we're used to as well now. So if you, if Mm -hmm. you need a recommendation, I tried one last week, I'll let you know. That's true. (laughs) So in the bakeries here, they're usually kind of what you described, that kind of plain sponge cake, not very exciting. No, no, not so good. So Andrea, when would you use this or that in this case? 
Well, this is a really good one to be specific and to use for a variety of things, not just an appearance. You could, you know, if you're eating a cake that someone's made or any any food, if you're at a dinner party, for example, you could refer to this, what you're eating, like this cake or this soup is so delicious. It's a really useful one for that. Also in the workplace, if you're referring to maybe a meeting you've had, you could say that meeting was really efficient or that meeting was really useful. Yeah. So in that case, we'd use that probably because you're referring to something that happened in the past, right? Yeah. This would refer to like, if you're still in the meeting, you could say this meeting has been so efficient or so productive or so mm-hmm. um, eye-opening. Like it get, it's given you a lot of ideas. And with the... Um, Earlier, you gave an example like with the dress, like saying that dress looks gorgeous, I suppose, because the other person's wearing it, right? If you say this dress, it would be like the dress that you yourself are wearing, which you probably wouldn't give yourself a compliment, right? Yeah, it's being a bit arrogant. Oh, look at my dress, everyone. This dress, is (laughs) it looks so gorgeous on me. (laughs) Not really the way to go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not usually going to buy you a lot of friends. No. But you never know. So... Yeah. So basically what we've given you here is like saying this or that, and then like a noun, and then you can use looks or is, and then using the describe or whatever it is there. And then maybe following up with a question or a statement or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And then we have some expressions, right? For giving compliments as well that people can use. Yes, we do. So, you know, when you're meeting someone after not seeing them for a while, you might bump into them when you're out and about. You could say, it's great to see you. You look really well. And again, just going back to the being sincere, as we mentioned before, (laughs) like if they don't look really well, don't say this because obviously that's not very sincere or genuine. Um, So you could just say, it's great to see you. But then if they do look really well, then that's a nice add-on to to this expression. Right. (laughs) So sad if the person isn't looking really well, you can't get, you can't use that, right? No, you can't. But you know, the conversation can go in a different direction. (laughs) You can still say that you're happy to see them again. Right. So something else you could say, I think like women would probably say this more, but you could say, oh, that color really suits you. You know, like maybe someone's, I hear that sometimes because like maybe I'm wearing something blue and it like brings out the blue in my eyes. And so you could say, oh, that color really brings out the blue in your eyes or Mm. you look great in that color. Yeah. And again, just maybe be a little bit careful because that might come across as a little bit flirty if you're like, maybe, you know, there's someone on the app that you've just met and you're talking, you're like, oh, that blue really suits you. It brings out the color of your eyes. (laughs) And it sounds a bit flirty. (laughs) It does. But maybe sometimes that's your your intention. Mm. Hopefully not on the app. We don't really condone that. But if you're if it's someone that you have a crush on or something, then maybe mm-hmm. that's appropriate. That's true. Uh if it's someone that you have built a little bit of rapport with. Um, or maybe if you're out on the town. Yes. <laughs> you might also start a sentence with what a lovely. So it could mm-hmm. be what a lovely terrace, what a lovely home you have. What's a lovely garden. You, It really looks like you take care of it or something. Um, this one's great, like for anything. You could, it could be to describe someone's appearance, something they are wearing, a possession they have, their home, anything. And I think in American English, we probably wouldn't use lovely as much. Mm. It tends to be more popular in British English. We might say, I think the alternative might be nice. 
what a nice terrace, what a nice haircut you have, or um, similar to that, you could say, oh, you look so nice today. And similar to that, you could say, you could use nice, but there's other more powerful words you can use as well as like, you look fantastic. Like, yeah. um, and obviously being sincere, you only want to say that if someone looks really good because fantastic is like amazing, uh, or you look gorgeous. And that's again, being sincere, like maybe if you're at a party and like, uh, I think mostly you'd use this with a woman, not really with a man so much, but a woman's you like wearing this beautiful new dress or, you know, whatever. She's really gone all out. You can tell, and you could say, oh, you look, you look gorgeous. You know, um, to a man, you might say you look really handsome. Yeah. Or would you, be the equivalent, right? Yeah. Or even you look dapper. Do you use that word? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah that would be, you look dapper is like, yeah, it's really, um, it would be like, imagine a guy in a tux or something yeah, like, yeah, he like really has suit. to be dressed to the nines, right? Yeah, like at a wedding or something. <laughs> exactly. Or um, you might say you look dashing. That's mm. kind of a similar one. Yeah. Or you look really smart because maybe they're dressed really smartly and they've put some effort into their outfit. I believe that's another really British one. Because for us, if you look really smart, is like uh, you would use that for like intelligent, uh, in, intelligence in general. Yeah, we use it for both. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you say like someone's wearing new glasses and you say you look really smart. It could be a little bit, mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, would be the word like, not sure what they mean, intelligent or are they nice looking glasses? Yeah, that's true. And then apart from appearance, like you might also start a sentence with you're so, so like you are so, but then just contracting that. And you might say you're so organized, you're so generous, you're so kind. So this way you're complimenting someone's personality. Maybe they have really helped you out with something and you want to say, thank you, you're so kind. Or maybe they are planning your wedding and you want to say to them, <laughs> oh, wow, you're amazing. You're so organized. Yeah, that's a, a really good one. I think with this one, you do have to be careful again, because if you said it with the wrong tone, it could come across as really sarcastic or something. Mm. So just making sure kind of like how Andrew was saying, it was like with a very, with a lot of enthusiasm. So it seems very genuine. Um, and you could use this for insults as well, right? You could be like, you're so, you're so annoying <laughs> and stuff too. So just based on the context, choose your words carefully. And that one could be really useful also in the workplace if you want to say like, oh, you're so good with your words, for example, meaning that someone is really articulate in the way that they gave a presentation. Or again, like you're so organized, it would have a little bit of a different uh, meaning in that context, but you could that could be perfectly appropriate at work. And similarly at work, another thing you could do, I think a lot of times when you're in a meeting or something, when you're brainstorming, um, you might want to compliment someone's idea. So we might say a lot, something like, oh, that's an awesome idea. That's a great idea. Or that's a nice idea, you know, to, because it's always good to be able to show that you approve of, or that you enjoyed someone's idea. Yeah. Then it's also really good as well, because it's probably like, if you don't get that kind of response, then maybe the idea isn't loved so much by everyone. They're just not saying that they, they don't love that idea. But then if you, if you hear these compliments, you can think, oh, okay, so that's kind of what they're looking for. Or it just gives you a bit of perspective on, yeah, maybe what the client is looking for or what your team is looking for. If you're brainstorming ideas together. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, the gen being genuine here is really crucial because if you tell someone they had a great idea, but then it's not the one that you actually want to use, then that can put you in a sticky situation mm. because you've told that person it's a great idea. If you're telling them it's a great idea, then 
they're going to think like, oh, it's a great, you thought it was a great idea, so we should do it, or we're going to move forward with that, and you don't want to disappoint them later, or um, that could just create some friction with your relationship with that person. So, uh, so we hope that you've enjoyed a lot all of these tips, all of these different phrases, expressions that you can use to compliment someone. And don't forget that to learn how to respond to a compliment, you can head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english for our exclusive bonus lesson there. Yeah, I think that's super important because if you receive a compliment, you want to make sure that you're also able to respond in a way that shows that you appreciate it. So uh, that will be very useful. Be sure to head over and check that out. If you want us to make a lesson as well on how to give someone constructive feedback, so that's kind of the opposite of giving a compliment, then be sure to let us know either on Instagram or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Ah, yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.